Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty. And Carson Wood. Carson Wood. Welcome Justin back. Justin Smitty. Justin Smitty. Just flying Smitty. Just just flying, man. That's all we do. Uh, What's new, man? It's been, what, two weeks? Remodeling. That's why it's been two weeks. Putting, and, putting lights back into the house next door? Uh, we actually haven't really gotten to that yet. Really? We haven't really needed to. So they haven't... Are you guys having to redo all of the floors and stuff? Every floor. Every wall. Every wall? Like just scraping painted, it down? Painted, oh, painting every, well, it. Wiping down every wall, oh, Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like having to replace the actual drywall itself. No. Um, they did... They put an inordinate amount of holes in this house, though. Paul bought this huge tub of spackle and was like, I could use some extra spackle. <laughs> oh, geez. And uh, so he's like, well, just this should suffice for the whole house. It was like a tub that was like this big. Yeah. He used the whole thing and had to go buy more. Jeez. Like they, I don't know what it was. They didn't hang anything on their walls. I don't know why there are so many holes in the wall. Whatever. So uh, what are we thinking, man? What do you want to talk about first? Boxing match, John Jones. Both of them are big news. Um, let's go, John Jones. John Jones. We can go the low lights, then we can go to the highlights. Get your shit together. I just that was the DC quote. It was the DC yeah. quote. Um, that wasn't me telling John Jones to get his shit together. I just he can kind of do whatever he wants, you know. I hate Malky so much. I hate him so much. So break down the Malky stuff because I haven't. Other than him being like, wait till everything comes out. I don't know exactly what he's been saying or doing. Um, well, just like the last time, it was like he comes out. They like their whole team released a thing how how just upset John Jones was about the whole thing. Like we give a damn like how John Jones feels right now. Yeah. Like how about the guy that he just kicked in the head that wasn't on steroids? Um, but then I mean I can kind of see where they're coming from to a certain extent. Um, because they were saying one why before there's the appeals process, they should not release this kind of stuff. I yeah. feel like, I think they should let Before the camp they know test the B sample. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I don't think it's fair to the fighters. Um, but I mean, and then he was saying, uh, he was saying <clears throat> that it doesn't make sense that John Jones busted because there were seven random tests that he passed. And then the one that they knew was coming up, that's the one that he didn't. It's right before the fight. That's like the seven that we didn't know were coming, we passed. And then the one that we knew for sure that was coming, we didn't pass. Like that's, he's like, that doesn't make any sense. And I can kind of see that to a certain extent, um, except for uh, this is what the third, rep, this is the third person that Malky represents that's gotten busted. Um, Who else was it? Yoel Romero. And then there's one other one. Alistair over him? I don't know. I can't remember either, but yeah, no, you're right. And they, they've all been tainted supplements or something else. Um, Malky used to represent McGregor as well. And Tony Ferguson, I think. Um, or am no. I thinking the wrong management group? No, I don't think it's the same management group. It must group. be. It, yeah, no, I'm thinking now. I'm wrong. I, I'd have to look it up, but I can't remember who it is now. Yeah, no, Malky's, he's an interesting dude. And he's the first, I mean... Love him or hate him, and I, I very much dislike him. He, he is always there for his fighters, and yeah. you have to be as an agent, and you have to take into account, you have to humanize them even when they're when people want to hate them. 
and you have to try and like, oh no, guys, you have to understand that this, this or this. And it's like, it is his job. And now that I work with more agents and more managers, they try and take some of the brunt away from their athlete or from their, the person that they represent by shifting some of the negative light from them onto themselves, which he does a great job of doing, except he's just such an unlikable person. Yeah, he really is. Um, like they just seemed unrepentant for anything that's been done. Yeah. Even if like he he the estrogen blockers were an accident and this was an accident, blah 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 blah. Um, did you did you hear anything that Chell Sonnen said about it? Uh, uh-uh. he started sounding the alarms. Like this is this is catastrophic territory for John Jones. Not for his image or anything. He says he's got seven kids with six different women. Mm-hmm. He's got and he's like he's not as rich as people think that he is because of like new, losing the Nike deal. I'm assuming is what he's talking about. And he's like, he's got alimony. He's got child support. Well, and that's when you watch Broke, right? On the ESPN special on all the athletes, baby mama drama is like the number one way of all of those guys going broke. And I didn't realize that he had that many illegitimate kids. If Chell might be off by a couple. I I didn't know know he had that many either. But that's that's bad. Especially with how often they push the long-term girlfriend. John Jones and his long-term girlfriend. And it's like... He's known to plow a lot of girls in New Mexico. Um, and he he can't work for four years, probably. Like, a f- Why would it be a four-year suspension instead of just two years? It's very possible it's four years. Really? Yep. So going into the history of Tribidol, right, or however it's pronounced, the, the one that he tested positive for, um, apparently that's what they used during uh, the Olympics where Eastern Germany won, like, everything. And... How it basically worked there. Trinibal is what it's called. Trinibal. So I watched a short video on it that someone posted on Reddit where a bunch of kind of roid head guys were talking about it and how it's like one of the most underrated steroids. And they're like, you know, it, it doesn't, you don't see massive gains, but you do see, you do see endurance, a lot more endurance and mm-hmm. you see a lot more cardio. And it, uh, a lot of people were commenting like, this is the perfect steroid for MMA because you're not going to bulk and you're not going to look like you shouldn't you know that you're using a bunch of steroids but you're going to see a a ton of endurance and cardio advancements and so you got to think as well these guys are using designer steroids these aren't the the, you know the kind that you go down and get from mexico and bring back up and you take because you know you're in high school these guys are probably spending millions not them but management and and they're the people that are involved in this are spending millions of dollars a year to make sure that these guys don't pee hot and I don't know, and it's something that we can look into. The level of testing that happens before and after, is it the same level of testing? So if you were to come into my house right now, or you saw it were to come into my house right now and test me for something, is that going to be as stringent of a test as um, after a fight? Also, going back to the, the picture on Reddit that we saw where that guy had basically blood in his piss, and it looked like he had just peed out just pure motor oil. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's different types of excretion when you're you're peeing up blood with your urine. I mean, maybe maybe that doctors a test or, or or helps other things that might not be in your urine but are in your blood. You know, appear. I don't know. This is all just me speculating. And if you know anything about this, please hit us up on Twitter or like share a video with us. And if I sound like an idiot, you're more than welcome to correct me. But there's there's got to be a reason why someone can get away with seven tests and then in the very last test. Same with Frank Mir. Same thing happened. And he had like 
just little metabolites, right, in his system. And he was like, why would there be that small amount of metabolites after they've already tested me a bunch of times? Like, a lot of people use steroids. You look at Lance Armstrong, he got away with it for years. I mean, he was using all kinds of money to get away with it. So there's a lot that we don't understand about the pharmaceutical aspects and the, the high grade of steroid that these guys are using and masking agents and all of those different things that we don't fully understand mm. because none of us are famous and none of us, I think, have the money in order to to get that level of a steroid. It's, I mean, that's the one thing is I would like to hear from, like you said, people want to hit us up on Twitter, slide right into our DMs. <laughs> And let us know, like, I don't understand how you get away with it for so long, and then you ping for it. Um, maybe you wanted to get caught. No, I doubt it. Maybe maybe it's like one of those pedophiles. <laughs> yes, that's right. I did just make a connection between John Jones and pedophilia. Maybe, again, you want, I, I, maybe you wanted to get caught. Again, referencing just how much money he owes to how many women, I don't think that would be the real thing that he would do. Um, it's just, and everybody said it. And everybody's right. It's just he, as far as performances go, he is the best thing that MMA's ever produced. Better than McGregor. Um, so, again, uh, he he is, in my opinion, the best ever. Uh, and it's funny to hear the fighters talk about that too. They're like, "Is this Tane's legacy?" And they're like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, is is does this kind of taint the way that we see John Jones?" It's like, no the best ever yeah as far as like if we're talking fighting he's the best ever the way that he beats people it again we've always talked about it he goes to their he goes to where they're good and he fights them there and he beats them there there's a few rare circumstances like he choked out leota machida but he was still out striking machida if i remember right standing guillotine because he had him he had him wobbled right yeah no i think he just snagged him because it was weird uh leota pushed him against the cage and when he pushed him against the cage, John Jones got in the, the guillotine position. Mm-hmm. And then when he was stuck against the cage, he tapped him or he, he submitted him. Mm-hmm. He just he just literally torqued underneath his neck and picked him up off the ground until he would and then dropped him <laughs> after he went out cold. And then had was told to go back and to uh, go win some fans. That was that that was that fight. But no, he was Leota Machida, yeah, Leota Machida, I think, landed once or twice. Not once or twice. He landed several combos, but John Jones was never in any serious in any serious danger. I think the most danger he's ever been in, other than this last fight with DC and Alistair, uh, Alexander Gustafson, just because it was point fighting, was with uh, Vitor Belfort. When Belfort looked like he was going to arm, arm arm, yeah. And that would have been, and then of course against against uh, Chelsonen after Chelsonen broke his toe intentionally. Yeah, Chelsonen was maybe the most dangerous fighter we've seen mm. him face. Chel almost took his belt. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I'm I, I uh, Todd, our our friend. We uh, we had a text going after John Jones won, where it was it was all night long, and we were kind of just ribbing each other, and Todd was in his corner and so I immediately texted not immediately I texted Todd once we found out in that group chat and I mean just rib Todd but in actuality it really bums me out Mm -hmm. because for however much I don't like John Jones I do want him to be great Mm -hmm. Um, he is transcendent level he could be he could be the Ali 
of well, not really the Ali because Ali also was a talker, and John Jones is not that really. No. But um, he could have been Michael Jordan. He could have been whoever the hell else. Babe, not Babe Ruth. Um, Barry Bonds. He's he's so freaking good, and I love watching his fights. But we'll never see him at his full potential. After his title fight, his brother came out and stood next to him. And John looked at the same size as his brother, and his brother's a professional football player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could easily, even at this age, I mean, he's almost 30, if not 30 by now, he could easily still change sports. Um, and so it is one of those WTF things where I think everybody's like, John Jones, like, we all wanted to like you. You didn't allow it, and now we just feel bad, you know? I think most people just feel bad for him and everything that he could have been if it wasn't for himself. And I think that is the most depressing. Like I could only imagine knowing I have every potential in the world and then every everybody looking at me and being like, you could have been so much more. Like that's mentally, that's pretty taxing. And so I could understand when um, Malachi or Maliki comes out and says, hey, you know, Malachi. think about Maliki. Think about John Jones. Think about where he is. Think about, you know, his mental state. And it's like, well, no. First off, everyone thinks about themselves and loves to, to heap on, you know, negativity upon celebrities. But he does have a, a, a solid point that John Jones mentally could lose it, man. This is this could end up being like Rampage driving down Vegas Strip on a cocaine bender after losing to Forrest Griffin. That's what that's what uh, Ch- or yeah, Chell was saying too. Yeah. He's like, this is this is bad because we've seen that John Jones can't keep it together when everything's mm-hmm. going good. Like, what about when everything's going bad? When no one cares who he is and he hasn't fought in four years and two years into it, everyone's kind of forgotten about him. I think he really just needs to roll into it, like, cop to it, and literally go try to get in WWE. Yeah? Just turn heel and, and go wrestling or do something else? Yeah. Just do just pull, just pull do a ball move. Just do, like... Just what's Lonzo Ball's dad's name? Lavar. Just do a Lavar Ball. Be like, yeah, I'm kind of a dickhead, and just like play it up because I don't think Lavar's really a dickhead. Mm. And literally just go into the WWE, try to get revenue elsewhere because, like, what else is he gonna do? Lesnar could bring him in, set up a you know, have him come in and and set up a, a Lesnar fight, man. What if he? What if like all of that was legitimate and he pissed off Lesnar and now he also blocked his shot at getting into the WWE? <laughs> Lesnar's like, you're done, man. No, you were you were a douche. Yeah, I'm not coming over here. I mean, but everyone knows that the WWE has a very stringent uh, steroid policy as well. Yeah, so. you can't you can't be on roids. Yep, you cannot. You will not. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is going to be when we find out when when John Jones ends up dying at hopefully a late age, oh, shit, and they we test his br- well, they test his brain, and he's got like terrible CTE. And all what? Of his, and all of us. I guess he doesn't get struck that often. Maybe just getting beat up by his brothers when he was younger. He didn't play football. I think I have CTE for my brothers, too. Actually, I think he did play football. You have CTE? Yeah, I have CTE. They used to sit on my head. That gave it to me. I think that's just brain damage from <laughs> lack of oxygen. I don't think that's CTE, which I think is technically... Isn't it the same thing because of how... Technically like, brain damage. I think it does cut down the, the blood flow to your brain or certain parts of your brain or something like that. Yeah, man. I mean, hopefully it comes back. It Hopefully he finds another means of income. That's what I hope that he finds. That he can actually support all nine of his kids and not just end up being a, a Mark Kerr and and uh, selling used cars. 
and wishing that you don't he know could about still that fight. could be Mark Kerr's passion. Yeah, except he said, "I want to go back to fighting every day." He hated nope. selling cars, man. <laughs> well, then I'm wrong. Yeah, he could sell the shit out of some cars, though. Um, so moving forward from that, uh, the sport in 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 and of itself, the light heavyweight division. What's next with for Daniel Cormier? Does, he's beat everybody else pretty handedly. Does he stick around? I mean, he has a broadcast career. If he doesn't, you know, he could he could easily walk away now and probably be financially stable for the rest of his life. Um, I want to see him walk away. I want to see Daniel Cormier walk away. He and the tables turned. Justin, do you want to see him stick around? <laughs> no, he has nothing left to prove. Unless he wants to go do something at heavyweight, um, I'd be into that. He can't. Yeah, I mean, he could. He could go for the heavyweight belt. And they talked about Stipe versus John Jones, so why not DC versus Stipe? It makes more sense to me that DC would go fight Stipe than John. It's not as fun of a fight though, because DC would just wrestle him, and Stipe is a good wrestler, but DC's a, a, a better wrestler than Stipe. DC wrestling's fun though. He lifts people above his, his yeah, head and drops them on their head. That's true. Um, I don't know. Like I, except for the Anderson Silva fight, I don't really remember a boring DC fight. Right? DC. No, I can agree with that. Uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah, no, that's about it. Um, I mean, he's still an ex- even with the wrestling. He's an exciting fighter. Um, he's yeah. undefeated at heavyweight. It's a very easy sell. Um, and it always seems like the heavyweights they get better the older that they get. They get smarter, so they don't just get that one punch landed on them. Like you look at the average age of the the heavyweights is much higher than uh, yeah. than most of the other divisions. I maybe there and just see him make a run for it. He's just he's, such a small heavyweight. Didn't matter. No, I didn't. And Stipe's not a huge mitt. Like he's he's long and he's tall, but he fought Alexander Gustafson. He fought. Who else did DC fight at heavyweight? Um, he fought Big Country. He fought Josh Barnett. Like in Josh stri- Barnett, he got most of them in Strike Force. I think mm-hmm. is when he did the, the. Did he fight Roy Nelson? I don't know if he did. I know he fought. I know that he fought um, Patrick Cummins. I know that he fought uh, Josh Barnett. I know that he fought Frank Mir. Um. So he fought. Let's see here. <clears throat> Here's one. Roy Nelson, Frank Mir, Dion Starring, Josh Barnett, Antonio Silva. Um, so I mean, he's fought bigger guys. Not, I guess, not to the same level that Stipe is on length. Other than he has fought John Jones and he has fought Gustafson. He's fought Anthony Johnson. He's fought big, strong, heavy guys. Yep. But I mean, that's. With Kane kind of being out of it right now, like I, I would like to see. I think he makes that division more exciting. And then two hundred five, though, I, I guess it's anybody's game at that point, right? Because two hundred five, such a weird crapshoot. Well, let's do this. Let's get Gustafson the belt. Let's get Cormier to go get the heavyweight belt, and then they could do like a catchweight, or they could do go back to two hundred five. Like, there's that's maybe too long out for Cormier, considering he's like what thirty eight, thirty nine. So. Maybe, I don't know. He's, he's got a good two years left, maybe more. I mean, you think this is what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him move up and fight Stipe, potentially, depending on, on how they set all of that up. And then when after that's done, winner fights Francis Ngannou, and I think Cormier could beat Stipe. Um, not, I mean, Stipe's a better striker, but I think 
DC's an all-around better fighter. And then I could see I could see Francis Ngannou actually coming in and, and being a really interesting fight. Win or lose, DC could walk away fighting the you know the new blood that's coming up in the heavyweight division, and then having cleared out the the light heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that would be awesome. I mean, heavyweights, it is what it is. I mean, Dos Santos just tested positive for steroids as well, so he's out for an indefinite amount of time. Kane's still got all of his back issues. I mean, it finally seems like it's getting fixed. Like heavyweights, pretty much in shambles too. And when I mean, when you're setting up Verdun versus. Over him three. I mean, and then uh, Mark Hunt's basically calling for a bunch of fights. Like, you know when there's a fight night and it's Volkov versus Struve, but it's at a seven and an eight. Like, heavyweight's not doing too too well. Best division in the world, Travis. <laughs> it is one of the most entertaining, no matter what, no matter who's fighting. Usually it can be fun, other than the, the, the bottom 15 guys and below where they're just big and, and tire out way too soon. Um, you want to talk Mayweather? Um, yes. I have an unpopular opinion on this. Let's hear it. My opinion is a loss is a loss. Like I see a ton of people getting behind Conor McGregor and saying he went 10 rounds with the, the best in the world. He went. Um, he he landed more strikes than Manny Pacquiao. He you know he proved to boxing that MMA could could hold its own. And the thing is, is for Connor, if he doesn't win, he's not happy. The second one is is yeah he went he landed more punches than Pacquiao, but it was a completely different fight. Pacquiao Mayweather didn't want to get punched by Pacquiao. He didn't go anywhere close to Pacquiao, and he finished Connor. And then third was it legitimizes MMA for boxing. Well, the fact is, is we don't need to be legitimized for the boxing crowd. And it's a completely different style of striking. And Conor McGregor showed that. He didn't put his hands up at all, ever. And he was outstruck in the, in the later rounds. And they said we're, that we're going to take him 25 minutes. Now, am I proud of Conor McGregor for getting the fight? Am I proud that he sold it and, and did all of that? Yeah. Does it matter for MMA? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to bring any more of those boxing guys over until they finally watch him. Until they finally watch MMA fighting and they watch people actually fight. The money is in MMA now. It will bring the boxing guys over. But what boxing guys did you know that were full on boxing that didn't watch MMA already? That I didn't know many. There's a lot in Europe and Mexico. Like, I, so I guess that makes sense. Um, like, I, so I watch. Ars- we're talking about this Arsenal fan TV, mm-hmm. and they were getting ready to travel to the Liverpool game. And so the day before, when they were getting ready to travel, they're all getting together. And the guy that runs the whole channel was asking everybody, and they're like, "I'm boxing guy. I'm a boxing guy. I'm going for money team, money team, money team, money team." And these are people in Europe. They're not even going for Connor, right? Um, so I think because I mean, what else? What else does boxing have now? It's got it's got a few guys. Um, it's got Canelo, and that's about it, and GGG, and they fight next week, and after that, I would rather watch Bellator than watch boxing. Like the undercard was atrocious. I mean, the boxing was fine; it is what it is. But I actually, I actually tweeted that. I feel like I'm watching the the undercard of a Bellator fight, of a, the undercard of a Bellator card because I didn't know him. I had no interest. The fights weren't that interesting. Like they just seemed like they were there because they needed villains. Yeah, and um, they probably didn't have to pay him a ton, so I don't know. I, I, I don't. I was never looking at it at MMA versus boxing. 
maybe I kind of was, I don't know. But to me, all that this really did, and I've talked about this as well on a number of different occasions, this is why I, like, I'm not opposed to the freak shows and MMA of us throwing stupid fights together. It's an experiment. If you can take a guy like Conor McGregor, who's done some really amazing things as far as striking in MMA, and put him against a, one of the greatest of all times, all time, and uh, how well can he do? And this is like, this is like Tim Tebow going into basketball and putting in in four quarters, putting in eighteen points. It's not the best game you've ever seen, but it's amazing that he did it out of nowhere. And he's going up against like the the it's like Jordan in baseball. No, not quite. Like Tebow in baseball. <laughs> kind of, I guess. But like this is different because he's going up against. It would be like him going up against the old Heat, like when LeBron was over there and putting some points on the board. Yeah. Didn't win, but you're amazed that he did something. That he put he did something. And I actually one I didn't expect him to gas that much. I did expect him to gas not that much. And I did not actually expect him to do that well. So, I mean, kudos to him. What does it do for MMA? I don't know. I don't really care. I expected a standing eight count. It was kind of weird to me that they didn't give him a standing eight count. Well, he's just teeing off on him. I know, but still. I thought that was like boxing's thing. Standing eight counts. Mm -hmm. They had done it earlier that day, too. Ten counts or whatever. I, I feel like no one's really, other than the hype, no one really got anything out of this. I mean, it's not really boxing versus MMA. Connor didn't have enough time to really learn boxing, and I think he realized that, and that's why he still did uh, MMA striking. He didn't he didn't hold his hands like a boxer. He didn't have a stance like a boxer. He didn't do anything like a boxer, and I think I expected more of that for him to come in and actually box, and I think he didn't have enough time, and he realized that if he would have come in as a boxer, the Mayweather just would have ripped him up. And so he had to do what he was comfortable with, and he had to he had to do what he was was the best at. Did I make the this analogy on this podcast that um, the only way that I thought he could win is to essentially do what Taj Mahal did and smart guy going up against yeah, the chess machine? That was here. Yes. Yeah, I, I think box him doing him going the boxing route would have been worst case scenario. Yeah. This guy's been doing it since he was six years old. You're not going to go in there and outbox him. And I and I agree with that, but it's just like MMA, right? You can't go into MMA as a one-trick pony. You can't go into boxing as just a as just a striker. Eventually, it's not going to work, you know. And so well, there's no eventually. This wasn't an eventually. It's not like we, this was a one-off. So you hope it works. Yeah. Even if it does yeah. work, then it's you know it's eventually going to catch up to him because people are going to figure it out. But this wasn't an eventually situation. This was a cross your fingers, let's hope he can land a shot the MMA way and uh, put Floyd to sleep or at least put him on the canvas at least once. That was the hope and uh, didn't work. The experiment didn't work. Yeah, I feel like everyone's overly positive about his performance. That's that's my biggest my biggest negative emotion about this is it's like, you know what? And then the other thing that annoys me is all the Brazilians jumping on and freaking RDA being like, Connor's a first round fighter. And then freaking Jose Aldo doing a bunch of laughing, you know, laugh crying faces and those. And like, it's very bizarre because all the American fighters, Hold Eddie on. Alvarez. Hold on. Hold on. They were making the laughing yes. crying faces. Yeah. So they paid to watch, right? They must have. <laughs> 
It's probably free in Brazil. Who knows? Uh, they still watch. Yeah. He still got their eyes. Yeah. They still got the publicity. Like that's amazing. They, they're making fun of him while they're paying him. That's amazing. The um, irony is thick. I didn't think about that. Um, they're stupid. They're so stupid. And he is a first round fighter. The problem with all of this is, what do you think Khabib gets from it if they fight? Nothing. You, oh, what do you mean? You might sorry. Rephrase the question. Do you mean financially? Do you mean no? From watching this fight, no. I don't. I don't think he picks anything up. You because this, I, I think Khabib's game plan is still just to wrestle him. No, it is. Yeah. But the way you approach wrestling is going to be different. Um, you do the same thing that happened with Nate. You notice that he gasses. Mm-hmm. You do the same thing. Oh, with yeah. Floyd, he gasses. You have a game plan now, so it actually does expose him a little bit more because he gassed bad. Yeah. And maybe he picks up a second win, like he said in the later rounds, and he was waiting for that. Maybe. But you know you close in on the third round and you can press him way hard and he can't defend it. Like, But good luck keeping a distance. Connor won't throw any kicks against a wrestler. He's going to throw all strikes. And you have to close the distance in order to try and take him down. But if he's that tired, you will be able to. During, finally, when you get to the third. But Chad yeah. Mendes took him down just fine. But Chad Mendes gassed against Connor McGregor. He didn't have a camp. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not trying to... No, nothing against Chad Mendes. But... You know what I mean? I think Chad Khabib's Mendes, not going to gas. No. He well, might he's die not, trying to get... He might not make weight. He yeah. might die trying to cut weight, but he's not going to gas. He's going to have to skip out on that tiramisu, but... <clears throat> no, man. There is there is a clear-cut game plan on how to beat him now. Because it's not just this fight. It's also linked with the the Diaz, the Diaz fight, the first one, and actually the second one, too. Connor even said that. He's like, you can see in the, in the second Diaz fight, I gassed, but I got my legs back under me later on in the fourth and fifth. Um, but you could squeeze a 10-8 round in the third of just taking him down and beating the shit out of him mm-hmm. because he has no legs. And maybe, like I said, maybe he catches his second win. Maybe he doesn't, though, and you get the last three rounds really easy. But he, he seems to guess more at, at 170. I mean, he came into this fight against Floyd back up at, at about 170. When they asked him in the locker room, he was like, I'm, I'm walking around at 170. He weighed in at 168 mm-hmm. before. Like, I don't think he was actually 170. And, I mean, he does that at 155 anyways because... No, he weighed on 156. Huh? He weighed in one pound no, under the before weight. he was cutting. Once He was walking around at 168, the same that he was walking around uh-huh. with Nate. This is... Even still, even when he fights Khabib, he's going to go back up to 170. There's no difference there. That's a... 153 is a but, lower but, weight but, class. Wow, but they talk about cutting weight to get down to 155 helps you with your cardio cardio in the long run because yesterday i guess that's true but that was also 12 rounds in right how many minutes was that was that more than 25 rounds no sorry 10 rounds it was a 12 round scheduled for a 12 round fight but it went 10 rounds three minutes each 10 rounds so i was five minutes over the 25 minutes Mm -hmm. but it's a different i mean he's gonna get no i'm just sorry that was me just doing the mathematics yeah he's gonna get exhausted quicker in mma that wasn't me trying to establish any type of point that was just me just me this is all i'm saying there's a game plan now and khabib is good enough at mma Mm -hmm. at wrestling even at striking he knows how to weather storms he's smart he can do it and even if connor's at 170 khabib's gonna be 175 khabib's bigger than he is um he, I'm just saying, I think Connor's cardio is not quite there. There's a game plan. Can they? Everybody said, this is the way to beat him. This is the way to beat him. Nobody's been able to do it except for Nate. So who He's knows? not that quick. He doesn't hit that hard. And then everyone's like, he is that quick. He does hit that hard. So you don't want to strike with the dude. That's for sure. Uh, he's got three months 
until the end of the year. You think he fights before the end of the year, or you think he fights the, like the first first card of next year? I actually don't think either. So do you know why he wanted to fight before the end of the year? Uh-uh. So he was saying this was he said this like four month three months ago something like that that he um he didn't he wanted to hit like the Forbes athletes like most, like richest list some mm-hmm. some place on the list he wanted to hit and he's like he didn't realize that it was a like a rolling year not a calendar year and so he's like nah I told him I would so I'll do it but it, I just don't think the the motivation's really there no. Uh, I think he's going to want to spend time with his new his new son and and uh, D Devlin go back to Ireland because he's been in Vegas for the last like five months. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I, I don't. He's great for the sport. He's great for both sports. I can't believe how many people were interested in watching the fight yesterday. I mean, I guess it was like Pacquiao versus Mayweather. Everyone was like, "You going to watch the fight? You going to watch the fight?" And then everyone you talked to was like, "Oh, I'm watching the fight." I didn't think it would be as big as it was. Tons of seats didn't didn't sell. Oh, yeah, I, I saw the. Do you see the Ariel Hawani? What? <laughs> Again with Everly? Yeah, yeah, I watched that. And then thing. with Dana White yelling in the background. Yeah, welcome to my. Well, yeah. that is that is Ariel's fault because Everly was just asked that. Like, oh, I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, like right before, like literally the question before, and he answered it, and then he's like he points at Ariel, and Ariel asked like the, the preliminary question, and then the question, and he's like. I wondered why he was like, I don't know. And he was just like looking around like, didn't I not just answer this? But he's a really nice guy. <laughs> so he's like started to answer and you just hear Dane in the back. Welcome to my world. Um, but I'm so, starting to like Ariel Hawani less and less. Why? As much as I don't like Dana White, I kind of agree with Dana White. And every time Dana White does something to him, he makes it a public spectacle. And Ariel just says... You know, this is always about the journalism. It was never supposed to be about me. And then he makes everything about himself. I was going to go and announce the showtime, and then Dana White told him not to do it, so now I can't do it. And everyone was like, Dana White's a dick. And it's like, well, you just made this about yourself. Like, you just built more publicity around you and your show based on Dana White. Like, Dana White being a jerk to Ariel Hawani is probably the best thing for Ariel Hawani because he can play freaking martyr every time, and more people are going to want to support him because he feels like Dana White doesn't support him. Um, and he used to get paid by the UFC. Well, I mean, he's also been threatened and pinned up against a wall by the UFC as well. And uh, yeah. I mean, if if some if you you built this show up to where you had a chance to to be on the team to to commentate on the biggest combat sports fight in history, mm-hmm. and some dickhead blackballed you, I'm pretty sure you would bring it up as well. It's like. One hundred percent. It's a payday. <clears throat> That's not better. Yeah, yeah. And he has a family to support. And no one should be taking work from somebody that, that deserves it. I understand. I don't even think it's that for him. I think he literally just wanted the opportunity to do it. He wanted to do it. Do you think Ariel Hawani cares about MMA, or do you think that's why he's kind of pigeonholed himself, and so that's what he does now? That's how he pays his bills. Because he always wanted to be an NBA guy, but he saw that MMA was like the new thing, so he he jumped on that bandwagon and. And he did well, and I'm glad the, the MMA hour is there, like four hours of interviews that other people aren't getting. And, I mean, sometimes he does ask harder questions that people have to, to figure out how they're going to answer, but I don't I don't know, man. I just, I, I feel like if someone from the NFL or NBA were to, to pay him more than he was making in NBA, in, not more, equivalent to what he's making in, during the MMA hour, he'd be gone. No, I don't think so. Not an equivalent to, if they paid more, yeah. 
Um, I mean, he's a sports, more. he's a sports fan. I mean, he said from the get go though, that he wanted to be like the Schefter of MMA. So I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't fault him for leaving, but I feel like Brett, Brett Okamoto has more of that role than he, than Ariel does. But he he's didn't, but when he got into this years and years, like yeah, yeah, over yeah. 10 years ago, when he first started it, when he pitched this idea to Yahoo, he wanted to be that guy. And he for sure is bigger than Brett Okamoto. I mean, Brett oh, no, way bigger, but he, that's Brett what I'm Okamoto saying. Is with ESPN. That, but that's not just because Schefter's with ESPN. That doesn't make, you know, that, I'm not saying him and Akimoto. Schefter's not even not with ESPN anymore. I mean, technically, he's like an independent contractor because he got fired. Exactly. So I'm saying like Akimoto is not the Schefter of yeah. Ariel. If you're going to somebody for MMA news and journalism, it's it's Ariel Hawani. First and, and foremost, if you want to make money, don't go into MMA news and journalism. I don't know. I think he's doing all right for himself. Which one? Ariel. Oh, yeah, I think he is after putting in the time and effort, which he should. But I, I can almost bet that most of the other guys around him are not making that much money. What other guys? Brett Okamoto with ESPN. Uh, most oh, of the fine. other MMA junkie guys. Uh, MMA Hall. fighting, you mean? Like, I think, uh, what's the guy? MMA with the junkie. M- MMA fighting. Uh, Mendenhall. No. MMA. Oh, yeah, MMA fighting. No, there's Mendenhall. There's the heavier set dude. There's Ariel Hawani. What's the guy's name? There's the European guys. I don't think any... I mean, I'm guessing they're making a decent wage, but I'm guessing it's like between 30 and 60. Um, I don't know. I would I would bet, and I don't mean this to be weird, that I probably make more in my day job than a lot of them do in MMA writing. I hope not, but I would bet. Not Ariel Hawani. Not anyone that goes on TV and actually does broadcasting. Absolutely not. But um, a lot of the, a lot of the, like the staff writers, absolutely. Well, I bet a lot of them are just doing it on the side, anyways. Like, yeah, I, like some of them for sure. I mean, that's that's how Forbes is run. You, I mean, they just sit there and write articles. It's just because yeah, they and they want pay it. them like per word or per yeah. They, yeah. It's not. I, I don't know how that works exactly, but I, I would bet you were too, but I don't think that they're treating that as a full-time job. Well, most of the writers. Now, the guys that do the actual videos, I bet. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're clearing like 100K by any means, so you might be making as much as them, but I'm not. I know that. But I'm not clearing 100K. <laughs> I don't think they are either, is what <laughs> I'm saying. So, I don't know. And, and it's neither here nor there. I no. mean, the, the question is, is one, I don't think that Ariel really makes it all about him. Two, this, this question was just him being negligent and not listening. Yeah. And, and Eberly not really knowing what to do and just being a nice enough guy to be like, I'll answer it again, even though I did it yeah. 15 seconds ago. Um, but I mean, I think Ariel is kind of the perfect pundit, like the one that we need. He's polished enough. Yeah. He does his own thing. He's, He's true to MMA. Enough. Like he he brings on obscure ass freaking interviews, and he gives everybody a platform. Yep. What other sport do we know that it's like? Let's get the backup D lineman on. Like yeah. nobody cares. Like there's also less people within the MMA community to talk to than there would be in a professional like NFL or NBA even. Not really. Not even in the NBA. No NBA. There's way more fighters to cover. There's 500 on the roster for the uh, the UFC, and then you also have uh, Bellator that he brings on. Yeah, but the top of the top of Bellator. I think he'd give an interview to just about anybody. He gave one to Angela Angela Magana two years ago. Yeah, but didn't she have to like call in as a fan? Yeah, he's still he's still <laughs> not as a fan. He said Angela Magana is calling in, and 
like she called in oh, and I he answered it was like the phone. Fake. I thought it was like faked. And then she got on. I have to go back and watch it, but I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. Like he knew who she I was. He didn't set it up, but he'll still take a call. Yeah. Like, um, what if I called in? You think you take my call? You're not a fighter. He doesn't know that. Actually, he probably does. So you're Jordan. That's <laughs> Jordan Smith. I mean, look at short. Look at Sure Dog, right? I mean, Sure Dog basically had to cut off all their staff writers because they weren't making any money. I don't know. I I, I didn't even know any of that. Yep. Your dog's exasperated with this conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is that? That's Izzy. She's probably the cute. I think she's having uh, she's having bad dreams, and now Abbott's like, "What's going on?" I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're supposed to wake them up during night terrors yeah, or not. To look at them and laugh. <laughs> anyway, she's um, seen some shit, man. Yeah, she's she has, man. Yeah, I hope she's not having night terrors. If I wake her up, she might shoot me. Straight PTSD style. I don't know where she'd get the gun from, but when you're street, you just know where the guns are. And then you got your freaking brown bear over there. It looks like he's trying to get honey from honey from a freaking honey honeycomb. Ah <laughs> uh, man, let's uh, let's do this weekend's card real quick. Um, um, and then side news: we we oh, yeah. brought this up last time. Matt Hughes was out of his coma. Awesome. He's been, he's been rolling this. Coma. Oh really? So yeah. he's training again. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Good for him. I'm glad that he's okay. You sure it wasn't his twin? No. <laughs> They're like, oh, Matt, Matt Hughes is rolling. No, like, oh, wait, no, that's just his twin. So this weekend, we've got Stefan Struve versus Alexander uh, Volkov. This is out in Europe, so it's got an early start time for all of those. Remember, um, the, the prelims on Fight Pass, which are about six fights, are going to start at 1130 a.m. Pacific time. So that's 1230 here. Oh, look at that guy. He's got his... He's got his uh, He's got his. <laughs> he almost <laughs> fell straight back. I wasn't gonna let him. He was in a trance. It's because he's got his uh, collar off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's my dog banging his head on a like two hundred pound table. <laughs> he's a sweetheart, man. Um, your opinion on GDR pulling out of this fight? I don't know what happened. I haven't looked it up. I just know that that, that she pulled out of the fight. I couldn't care less. I mean, but I, she, I mean, that's, that she won be my one, tagline. I she, couldn't care less. She I, won 145. Yep. And she wasn't going to fight. It. She wouldn't fight Cyborg, so they stripped it from her. And then she said that wasn't true, which is, I think, was true. She gets her next fight set up, and then she doesn't make it. It's, I feel like she's pretty pathetic, man. I mean, it's not like John Jones status, but it's getting up there. And she doesn't have the name or the recognition to, to be able to do weird shit like this. That's what I said when she got the title. I was really bummed that she got it. It's such like, a weird thing, man. I just... And that this was at 135, right? Mm, I don't know. It says she's number eight, so yeah, it must be 135. This know. is weird, man. Ryan Barberino's on this one. Bam Bam, he's fighting Leon Edwards, man. I like him. He had a really... Leon Edwards had a great fight with... Uh, Mike Perry last year, so that's really, that's really the only fight that I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry, but yeah. The, oh, and then Kabalov is on here too, and he hasn't. I feel like it's been forever since we've seen him. I'm probably wrong. He's probably fought within the last six months, but um, they've got a couple Russian guys on this card that that need some fights to get moving in the, the right right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, how excited are you for this one? Not at all. 
I'll probably watch it because my wife will be at work. This is definitely one of those that if I wasn't just potentially home, like I'll probably be playing video games and just having it play on my phone on Fight Pass. Get yourself another monitor. You can watch them both on that. I could. It, it definitely has enough power to do both. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. 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 It's all on Fight Pass. I love how they say Fight Pass main card, Fight Pass prelims. It's just all on Fight Pass. I just... I don't know, man. I don't know why they're doing cards like this. I mean, I understand because these guys need a platform and it's on Fight Pass, so it costs them little to no money. It's in Europe. And a lot of these guys need to be, you know, how these guys have to fight in order to bring new blood in. But it's just not that interesting. Like, Stefan Struve, I love the dude. Like, good for him. He had a heart issue and he came back and, like, he started fighting at 21, and he was number eight, you know, heavyweight. But he's been knocked out by the best of the best. I, he's one of those dudes that I, I worry about his brain. Big time. Because of the oxygen where he is? Because he's so high up mm-hmm. that it's hard for him to get oxygen. That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. His heart has to push harder because he's got so so many places to ship blood. And that's why probably why he had a heart issue. Anything else you want to talk about, man? Uh, I think Bellator has a card this weekend too, but I don't know. Nope, I don't. I mean, two uh, two fifteen shaping up, right? Or is it two sixteen? The one at MSG in November. Yeah, that thing looked good. Looks good. Yeah, that's by far one of the best cards. I mean, when they go to MSG, though, they they really put it on. I like. Did you it. look it up? Nope. I was going to, and then I thought we'll talk about it when it gets here, but. Um, I mean, I'm okay with these little, like, one-off cards considering, like, the big ones that they've done. They tried to do big cards this year. Um, one of them fell off. And then the, what was the last one that we got? Was it 212? That was the big one that was really fun. Had, like, a lot of – is that what it was? I, I don't honestly Had Lawler and Cerrone and all of them. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. That's 212. Like, that one's good. This one in November is going to be good. These small cards usually are a lot better than they than you would think. I've been more impressed with some of these small cards, with some of these new fighters that have to prove themselves than I have on some of the bigger cards. So I always talk shit, and then I watch them, and I'm like, that card was really, really enjoyable. I actually really liked it because I have to freaking eat crow every time. I I, I decide one of these small cards isn't going to be that great, and then it ends up being much better than I expected. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, if you got nothing else, man. You got nothing. We will uh, we'll save it. Are we going to be back next week, or are we doing another two weeks? Um, two weeks just to be safe. Two weeks. Because that's going to be the last push for this this house. Yeah. If you don't hear from us next week, it's because Carson is knee-deep in, in house repairs and spackling up all the weird holes. That was so weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys, for tuning in, and we'll see you in about two weeks. Thanks. Bye.